0: Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the TJL Podcast. As always, it's your boy Tyler Layfield and today we got a familiar face, Jordan Meadows coming back with us. Had to get him back on because uh, we just had the, the fights this past Saturday and we got uh, one coming up Wednesday and one coming up this Saturday. So figured we could review the fights from this weekend and then look ahead to Wednesday and Saturday. So I fi- figured this would be a fun one, but Jordan, how's everything going,
1: man? It's going well, man. Um, a lot better now that we have fighting back. So, uh, yeah. I can't train, so uh, getting a little bit of, you know, MMA action has definitely been good for me.
0: Oh, yeah, man. I, I Well, I just, like you said, I'm glad to have sports back. Uh, I know, like, this is your main sport, so probably how you feel is probably how I would feel if, like, basketball NBA was supposed to come back. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? I, I'm yeah. missing it, man. I really am. So I, I'd really love for them to finish it out. But, man, what a great – what a great way they did it, though. So let, let's talk a little bit about the production of this and everything. We'll hop right into it. So what did you think
1: about uh, no
0: fans in attendance?
1: Uh, it was interesting, man. Um, the one thing that you realize uh, when you don't have any fans is that you hear every single shot. Yeah. You hear every single breath. You hear every single step that they're taking. Um, you can you know, hear all the know, coaches. Absolutely. Do this, do you know what I'm
0: saying? Just, you want know, you know to know what's funny?
1: Uh, a few fighters, like in their post-fight press conferences and on uh-huh. Twitter and things like that, they uh, – they, Admitted that you could hear Daniel Cormier. Yeah. Uh, yeah I heard the, that. the commentary, and they were listening to his instruction. And so they were he, doing it. Yeah. He incidentally coached a few fighters on Saturday night. That's so that's was so that's cool. super interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Um, we'll, we'll go into it like a, you know, each fight, and I'll mention some stuff if I noticed anything that probably would have been different. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I think all of these um, fights in some way were kind of um, affected by that. Uh um, sure, yeah. so before the, before the fight though, was it the day before I was texting, you know, I was like, all right, is everything still going to go down? Like, yeah. you know, I heard about the fighter that got the virus and you right. know, I was, I was a little yeah. worried that that was going to affect things, mm-hmm. but you know, the way that they had set it up, I guess they had a really good plan in place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. what'd you think about it though? Yeah.
1: And Dana White was talking about that in the post, uh, the post fight press conference as well. Um, he was just saying it was basically as close to a home run as it could have been, uh, even really? with, uh, Jacare. So was a, uh, yeah, Ronaldo Jacare uh, Sosa, he's the guy that uh, contracted COVID-19. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so actually, they, they just scrapped his fight, right?
1: Yeah, they had to. Okay, yeah, okay. they totally had to. You can't um, just bring Uriah in a random Hall. guy. and No, you have, can't. Yeah. Um, actually, Gilbert Burns, who was cornering uh, someone on the card, I forget who he was cornering, but he actually, uh, you know, offered to to step in and fight uh, Uriah Hall. And he's a welterweight that used to fight at 155. So he would have been super undersized. Um, it just it just wouldn't have worked out. Nah, it yeah, it wouldn't be. That probably and wouldn't have worked I, out well. Also, think Jacare's coaches uh, tested positive as well. So basically, uh, what Dana White said is they kept him and and his coaches away from everybody as much as they could. Mm-hmm. And I think um, and what's what's also cool is that they're going to now uh, pay for whatever kind of treatment that Jacare and his coaches and his family needs. So that, that's I nice.
0: Think that's really cool. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, through, throughout the whole night, you could see guys with gloves with masks, and then you had some you know, like Joe Rogan. He was out there with. Nothing, you know, just chilling with everybody. Yep, absolutely. You know, no no yeah. fear whatsoever. Right, um, right. So, yeah, I, it, was, it was really cool. Um, I didn't get to really watch the prelims. Do, um, was there anything to that, really? Like, did you, did you notice anything? Was there any cool stuff that went down? I saw some, like, uh, some pictures of one of the fights. Uh, mm-hmm. Two dudes' faces busted up, but that's nothing new, right?
1: Yeah, right, right. Nothing new. Yeah, nothing uh-huh. new. Um, so, even from top to bottom from this one uh, was, was pretty stacked. So, you mm-hmm. had two fights on the early prelims that were really good. Uh, Ryan Spann versus Sam Alvey, which was a good fight. I, I mean, saw nothing, a little bit of that, actually. Yeah, yeah. nothing crazy noteworthy. But uh, what was really noteworthy was, Brian Mitch, uh, was Bryce Mitchell versus Charles Rosa. Mm-hmm. That was the second fight on the uh, undercard prelims. And then you had the televised prelims. Um, and, yeah, so, I mean, that's when you had your, your Cowboy versus Anthony Pettis. You also yeah, had Nico yeah. Price versus uh, Vicente Luque, which might be the fight that you're talking about. Uh, both, both guys were kind of busted up. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you had lots of great fights on the undercard.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, So, um, any upsets in that at all, or did everything kind of go as planned?
1: Um, yeah, so uh, the, uh, one noteworthy thing from the undercard, uh, not necessarily any huge upsets that I saw. Um, Alexi Olenek did beat uh, Fabricio Verdun, which is probably the closest thing to an upset that you would have seen. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, the scoring was kind of questionable. Yeah. So, and Cowboy Cerrone versus Anthony Pettis. And also, um, it was uh, Michelle Waterson versus uh, Carla Esparza. Uh-huh. That fight also had some questionable judging. Um, so, it was interesting, man. Sometimes it's hit and miss. And I think recently we've seen um, a lot of questionable decisions come out. And so, we're going to have to eventually do something about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms well, of – Well, we'll get judging, into
0: it a little bit because, I mean, yeah. there, was, there was one fight. We're going to go each fight right here in these main – uh, these main fights that I that I was able to watch and everything, and we'll um, we we'll, we'll kind of break down because there's one of them that's going to pop up later on that we'll talk a little bit about it. They were even talking about it on the broadcast, but sure. Uh, but let, let's without further ado, let's hop into it. So let's the it, first yeah. one I have here uh, was Pettis versus Cerrone. Is that the first one that you remember in the main? Yeah, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Okay. So that was
1: headlining the prelims. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the the main thing I kind of know because uh, so I know a little bit about Cerrone. I didn't know much about Pettis, and the only reason I knew about Cerrone was the dude that just got his his face caved in by McGregor's um, yeah, shoulder. Unfortunately, shoulders. that's yeah. a lot of people are in it. Yeah, that's what uh-huh. a lot of people know. Yeah. But I saw something, uh, just a little side interesting note on Twitter, talking about – or what it, – it, you know what? It actually may have been actually televised. They were talking about all the broken bones this dude's had,
1: like uh, from oh, uh, ranch accidents yeah, and like, everything. Getting, like He's, bucked in the yeah. face by a horse yeah. and stuff like that. Like, he needs a new body, basically. He's broken everything, stuff. I'm sure. <laughs>
0: random stuff. Random yeah. stuff. So yeah. I went into this um, – you know, obviously, so, um, we, you know, it was, a, it was a decent fight. It wasn't, like, the best one at all. I'm like, we'll get to the better sure, ones, right, here, right. in my opinion, later on. But uh, Pettis ends up winning it by unanimous decision. And the main thing I kind of took away from it, I have a couple, like, key points. But uh, sure. during, during the process of the fight, there was one instance uh, where um, it looked like the dude, or, or Cerrone, acted like he got poked in the eye. Now, they were talking about like, – you could hear the guys on the broadcast like, oh, you, we need to look at this to replay. Never happened. Right, right. There's never no, like, yeah. slow-mo replay. So, like, so, what, is this, like, something? some of the mm-hmm. referee judgment that you're kind of referring to a little bit or not really? It's strange.
1: Uh, so, I think that – I want to say that was Keith Peterson, the referee, but I'm not sure. Okay. But there were some questionable referee calls too. Yeah, and when we could get into that, that might be the one that you were talking about a second ago. That's, well. that's
0: just one of them. There's,
1: there's yeah, one there's one, there. one of them. But, so, yeah, there was – I think it was actually – a. Th- Thumb. I think we did think get so. some kind of. Re- there was there was never any. Um, I don't think you know super decisive replay, but I do believe that it was a thumb. I do believe that they they got a little bit of that uh, on the replay. And okay. uh, Anthony Pettis was like, "No, I'll run it back. That was a punch." And um, Daniel Cormier, he, he was. He said, "No, he doesn't want to see that replay because he'll see that he was wrong." And yeah. I, I think the referee just missed it a bit. I don't think Cowboy's one of those guys that's gonna. Thank you. Uh, so take like
0: unlike uh, unlike other sports. They can't just mm-hmm. go back and change that, can they? It's,
1: it's strange, I can, man. I, I wish they could. So I think with the, uh, the unified rules of basically MMA right now, it, it, rules are weird right now. They, they've kind of redone them. They've overhauled them. They tried to anyways. And not all the athletic commissions in every state have accepted them. And mm-hmm. so the unified rules of MMA are still kind of up in the air. Some people – some states accept them. Some states don't. But um, basically if they have to – yeah, if they have to use the instant replay – then the fight can't be continued, which is silly. I think you should totally be able to use the instant replay. But the only bad thing is if they would have used the instant replay and they saw that it was a punch instead of an eye poke, they would then have to stop the fight because you can't pause the action because you got punched in the eye and then continue I mean, I. Well, I mean, they I, pause it for like nut punches and stuff like they that. They do, they do. Which, I mean, why I mean, can't you pause
0: are, it for a freaking? Exactly,
1: and you and you want to know what's crazy? Um, Josh Koscheck, who was an OG, uh, he was uh, in in the game a while back, and probably you know uh, early two thousands, maybe late two uh, thousands. Mm-hmm. Uh, big guy, uh, big you know very popular guy, but when he had a fight, I want to say it was against the guy named Mike Pierce or Jorge Rivera. I can't remember. But um, there was uh, a part in the fight where he faked getting kneed on the ground. And the replay shows that the knee completely whiffed. was just flopped. He completely flopped. And, he you know, he, he covered his eye, played the whole – played the ground into it. Yeah, totally. He totally sold it. And you see the replay. There was no connection at all. The knee completely missed. And then he was like, oh, crap, we got to keep going because he realized I have no case anymore because uh-huh. they realized, you know, that, that I faked it. So they didn't call that fight off. So it, it makes you – it makes you wonder. I mean, obviously, that was years ago. Yeah. Um, but but I, I think there does it, there does need to be some revisiting on that, I think some revising. Anything um, did that you um,
0: kind of noticed from this fight, like uh, anything significant, of
1: significant? Uh, Cowboy and Pettis? Yeah. Um, man, yeah. it showed that Cowboy was, I don't want to, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, pun uh, intended, uh, get back on the horse, man. He, he could get right back on the horse and get back in there. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think he's uh, gone on record to say quite publicly, I believe, that uh, maybe the moment in the con fight was just a bit too big. And that's happened to him in the past. Every single time he's on the cusp of a huge fight or the cusp of a title fight, he kind of chokes, unfortunately. He'll mm-hmm. you know, be the first one to say it. Um, but um, that's all due respect to Cowboy, obviously, because he's, you know, all-time leader in finishes in the UFC. What are you going to do? You know, what can you say badly about the guy? But, um, but yeah, man, uh, but it showed that in this one, uh, and they also had a fight in the past where Pettis finished him pretty quickly. Um, and it showed that he, you know, uh, made the necessary changes. And I, I think, and a lot of Twitter thinks, and basically every commentator that, uh, thought that, uh, Cowboy actually won the fight. So wow, it was super close. It was super see, close. See,
0: I, I kind of was, um, I don't know, like it, it was a pretty close one. This is coming from mm-hmm. somebody like, this is just like fresh eyes. Um. So score. I don't know how exactly you score it and everything. Um, exactly. You know. So I, I. I was just. Just based off what I saw. If I had to give the edge to somebody, it was like slightly Pettis. Like I. I actually sure. did lean that way. No. Mm-hmm. No crack on you know Cerrone or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. But he did it. What didn't he? He kicked him in the head one time, right, Cerrone? Yeah, Cowboy he had a, a super clean kick. head
1: kick. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how Pettis think. I think it landed more on the neck than anything. Oh, okay. Um, but a lot of the times, he's kicked guys on the neck before, and he's, you know, knocked them unconscious into a, mm-hmm. another plane of existence. But, um, but yeah, man, Pettis, Pettis is known for being super durable, and uh, he didn't go down. So, And he didn't even skip a step. You know, he didn't skip a beat. He just went right back to it, yeah. which is very impressive. They, I thought it
0: overall it ended pretty well. It was it was interesting, uh, you know, with this fight. You no know, people in the crowd. Like you could kind of hear the two talking. It's it's crazy because you think about it. These guys are just just beating the crap out of each other, and then yeah. directly after each round, they'd smile at each other, yep. pat each other and on the back. Just thought,
1: yeah, they and were just real cool like about it. They they, they a not day things. in the office for these guys. Exactly,
0: best friends. I like it, mm-hmm. it was just it was really interesting. So yeah. our, so you said you're on the train that you think. Cowboy should have won it though.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think he got that one. Um, and man, he needs a break right now because I, I think officially that's four in a row uh, yeah. down for Cowboy. So yeah, uh, that's 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 hard to watch, man. I love Cowboy. He's he's a fan favorite, and um, I just really so want something to happen for him. Do you think the score should have just been switched? Like, you know, uh, like yeah, I mean, Pettis, Pettis barely edged him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. well, Pettis didn't even think that he won. Uh, he was very—you could see the 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 you know visible surprise on mm-hmm. his face. Decision. Wow. Okay. And, uh, shows how and, much you know. I know. Yeah, well I mean, well, it shows what the judges know too, apparently.
0: Yeah. Wow, wow. So um we'll move on to the next one, uh the next fight. And uh the next one, uh, so I believe this is in the right order. Hardy and DeCastro was next, right? After that, yeah, I think that
1: opened the pay per view, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, cool. And um so Hardy, Greg Hardy, we talked about him last uh mm-hmm. you know, last episode yeah, the so you know, familiar name for me, know him from NFL, playing playing with the Panthers and everything. And mm-hmm. uh, the guy he faced uh, went off the top. Something I noticed: this dude was fat. <laughs> like the Castro, packing some He's, weight. The Castro yeah. was packing some weight, son. Like, He's built like food. a cannonball.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think fight. he was six foot tall and like two fifty five. Yeah, it's- yeah. He's a sick boy, for sure. They were showing the measurables. Like, <laughs> yes. it was just like
0: everything, Hardy, Hardy. Hardy has yep. the advantage here. Hardy advantage here. So that just, boy, fit for sure. <laughs> yeah. And um, so Hardy ends up winning this one by unanimous decision. I don't think there's any real, you know, conspiracy to this one, right? Like, no, everybody yeah, kind no, of agrees no. with this one across yeah. the board. Yeah. Um, main things, I kind of took away from it, just from, you know, my standpoint. I'll let you get into yours here in a minute. But sure. um, leg kicks galore. It's like these guys mm-hmm. are both just – yeah. trying to chop Chopped each, other, each down. other down yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, got, I, I can't tell you how many times I heard like uh, Dana White uh, chopping wood keep chopping wood <laughs> yeah, <laughs> again, yeah. Again.
1: Like, keep, yep.
0: keep chopping that wood
1: Yeah. But and and, yeah.
0: and, and uh, what I noticed uh, they, they said something that was kind of interesting I, I really took it into perspective they were like because you know Hardy has his, his lead leg is the left one because he, he punches with his like his main you know hand is the right one so he's like he swings with his right the best and Freaking DeCastro just kept popping and popping and popping at his left leg. And they were like, Yeah, he should be able to, you know, something he's gonna have to learn to do is switch his stances and stuff. I wonder mm-hmm. if he could go like Southpaw or whatever and so, so um and I'll get into that later because I saw that there was like one guy later on that was doing this like freaking it's actually yeah. the next fight, like uh he sure. was doing it awesome. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. His leg was getting red, like the thing was like mm-hmm. you could see it like swelling up and yep. then um the the next thing you kind of notice is uh, one time – so DeCaster's nailing these kicks. Like, yeah. it looked like they were just perfect, like on the right. spot. They and were. And one they time were. he just whiffed, and it looked like he nicked his so – say, nicked the guy's kneecap, hardy's kneecap. Yes. And I think that, yeah. like, oh, yeah. And, he, he, and it's something I didn't even notice in real time, but once they kind of showed the replay, you could see yeah. it was kind of it's like, weird.
1: ooh. It's weird how uh, that works. Yeah, Totally.
0: Yeah, so like, um, I don't know. Do you, do you think like, nothing's came out about him like breaking anything? Has it or? or I haven't was?
1: seen anything, but the general consensus was that he really messed up that foot. Yeah, mm. and, and and it was strange because um, he just kind of stopped throwing punches after. Yeah, they were like, like this.
0: This that. dude's not doing anything
1: anymore, Yeah, he? he just started looking at Greg Hardy. He started watching him, um, and that's so no right. way to win a fight. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and the thing is, uh, being such a power puncher and a power kicker like that. Um, he's going to generate all of his force off of that back foot. You mm-hmm. know, and so if that if that right foot, which was his back foot, is yeah. compromised, then he he knows he's not gonna be able to generate the power.
0: No bueno. Yeah, no so, bueno
1: if you're Jorgen DeCastro.
0: <laughs> one one big thing about this fight um that was cool, uh so at one point De Castro ends up on his back. He's on the ground like you know, mm-hmm. like has his has his <laughs> legs up and obviously right, like right. Neither of these guys is really it just it's it just kind of really like a engaging weird point. Too much, yeah. yeah. Like Hardy's just mm-hmm. sitting there throwing punches at his legs, just you know, it's just, yeah, like, what are you gonna do? It here? Was
1: strange. Yeah.
0: And then the, the ref ended up coming over there, I thought it was cool. He was just like, Hey, you want you want me to let him up or are you gonna keep going? or you yeah. know he's like mm-hmm. just just get him up. Like he's just like, just get yeah. him up, let's let's continue the fight. So Right, yeah. That
1: was cool. So what,
0: what did you notice from the fight though? Was this like, did I kind of nail this one on the head? Like what'd you think? Yeah, man. Yeah.
1: I think you got the highlights of it, man. The only thing that I would add is that um, uh, just a little bit further on that point that, I mean, DeCastro, DeCastro was doing great in the first round. Um, yeah. In terms of tit for tat, like power and just raw aggression that anyone has fought uh, Greg Hardy with, man, he was, he, he had the most of it. He was landing mm-hmm. super clean shots, um, you know, whether they be punches or leg kicks or whatever he was doing a great job of neutralizing Greg Hardy. And especially when you look at the size difference, man, it was, they literally could be in two different weight classes. And, um, and he was doing a great job, man. He, he was hitting him with power shots, power leg kicks, really slowing him down. But then I wonder what would have happened if he wouldn't have, you know, cracked his toe or whatever. He did. Yeah. Um, but more power to Greg Hardy, man, because it, it came from somewhat of him or came somewhat from him checking a leg kick. So mm-hmm. those huge leg kicks, uh, it's almost like DeCastro Castro didn't fully commit to one. And then Greg uh, Hardy hit him basically halfway and kind of checked it a bit. So I think yeah. that's what kind of spelled the end for that fight. Because for a
0: while there, he wasn't checking him at all. They're like, yeah, this guy yeah, just wasn't. keeps he letting wasn't. him kick him.
1: <laughs> but you <laughs> want to know, man, I think there's a silver lining here. Um, and, they, you know, can brag on American top team a little bit because that's where Greg Hardy's at, Ooh. down in Coconut Creek, Florida. And and they got great coaches, man. And in his corner, they have, you know, some of the best ones in the world. And uh-huh. they, I'm sure they saw that and they were like, hey, man, we got to make this adjustment. And so – and, of yeah. course, you know, that's eventually what led him to, to I'm sure, checking the leg kick. That was like,
0: it. And I, I think it was this fight. I think it was De Castro. He was a straight-up butthole to his coach. Like, the guy was like, hey, was look he? at me. Look at, look at me, DeCastro. Look at me. Like, whatever his name is. Like, he's like, look at me. I remember talking, seeing that. Was he just and not he just looking at him Yeah, he just kept on ignoring him and just got up and left.
1: <laughs> so oh man and,
0: and, 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 like, it was really frustrated yeah yeah the announcers are kind of like uh, they didn't really say much about it. i guess they were trying to like mm-hmm. avoid it but it it, it, it was yeah. pretty funny like, from,
1: <laughs> that is funny
0: my standpoint and yeah he was um, really
1: frustrated man
0: a cool thing too um so directly like after the fight um this was like a cool aspect of not having fans you could kind of hear the fighters talking and Mm-hmm. You could hear, you know, DeCastro say, Yeah, like, I messed up my yeah. foot. And you could I just see Hardy, run. dang. He's like, you know, yeah, sucks. Yeah. You know, like the dude, the dude legit wanted a good fight. Like, yeah, Hardy. Hardy didn't. Yeah. You know, he, he's not going to be like, Oh, I took advantage of that. You know, he's right. A 100%. Fight.
1: I think Hardy is a legitimate crazy person. and oh, he uh, is. You can just see it in his eyes. I mean, even when he played football, he was known for being one of the craziest guys out there. Yeah. Wasn't
0: he? yeah and he's so, going to try I mean, to kill
1: the quarterback. A hundred percent. In an MMA, he's he's no different. He wants I think he just wants violence. I think you look in his eyes and that's he's just got he's got some real um uh, some I don't want to say problems, but he's got some real turmoil yeah, back you, there behind his eyes, man. Somebody <laughs>
0: you don't want to mess with.
1: No, it doesn't no. seem like
0: he would no. be. So uh I'll let you lead off this next one. Um and it's uh Stevens and is it uh Cater. Oh
1: man, Calvin Cater. Man, yeah, Cater, Cater and Stevens. I like that. Yeah. Oh, it was great, man. It was, it was one of my highlights for sure. Um, so well, Calvin Kader got off to a rough start. He's kind of been um, criticized a little bit for being a slow starter and maybe taking too many leg kicks. And I think we mentioned leg kicks a second ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy Stevens had seen that in the past, that he was susceptible to this technique. And um, Stevens has been in the game for so long. I think he's he's got to be really close for having the record for most most fights or something like that. He's, he's very, very close. He's been in the UFC for a very long time. And um, he's always been a staple, too. He's never really been on the verge of being cut, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So, he's a vet. And so, he was coming out here with these leg kicks. And Calvin Cater was like, you know what? Uh, Round one was not my round. He was getting cracked. He was getting hit with leg kicks, getting slowed down. Uh, But in round two, man, he came out and adjusted better than almost anyone could have imagined. Yeah. And and the thing about Calvin Cater, man, I noticed this in his last fight against – well, I think it was the fight before his last fight um, against a guy named – God, what is his name? I'm blanking on that one. But it was right before uh, Zabit Magomedsharipov, Sherpov. Mm-hmm. And it was – Jesus. Um, I'm,
0: it'll come I'm pretty,
1: to you. Talk yeah, to it But, yeah, no. But definitely he just has some of the crispest punches I've ever seen. It's not like – it's not that he hits with the most power that you've ever seen, but the flow of his punches are so is, is just so smooth. And yeah. the crack, the crack and the pop that you get from these punches. I don't, I don't know if you were listening – but out of everyone that fought that night, I, I screamed more so in this fight than in any other fight simply because of how loud his shots were and how yeah. cleanly they landed and how much they were just snapping Jeremy Stevens' head back. And, man, it was just insane. Oh, man. yeah, he, he
0: caught him He caught him one good, real good time. There was like yeah. one – I'm talking about it was just one straight just right. Yeah, was like, it was beautiful. Boom.
1: Caught the perfect angle. You see yeah. the elbow extend. Surprised
0: you could, he did not knock him out on that because it, it looked like it hit him right on like that back jaw. Yeah. area. right on
1: that sweet spot. People
0: tell me like that's where you yeah. knock people out at. I don't know. Yeah, man. yeah,
1: it's right where that jaw meets the, meets the neck. That's the sweet Ooh. spot for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude, dude, could, dude
0: could like switch over and do boxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, hundred yeah, percent.
1: Like, He's got you, smooth, it, was, it was Ricardo Lamas that he knocked out. Okay, Sorry. there you go. Boom. And he was he was showing the same techniques. He would faint, 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 pop, pop, power shots. Yeah. It's just beautiful, man. And and the the elbow that finished it off. It, like, it looked like a punch. Like I thought. he a yeah. Punch. Yeah. And, the and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was the smoothest elbow you've ever seen.
0: And then you're like, and then like once he got him on the ground, like after knocking yes. him down, everybody's Another like, where the blood come through? Right. where
1: right. Where the blood come from? It was just blood surprise was on surprise. Straight. Yeah. You know, just, yeah, man. Gosh. Spritz, it, spritz it was just. Blood. It was beautiful. I mean, that's that's Jeremy Stevens, though, man. He he's a violent dude. He he wants. Oh to man, out like hey. That
0: that's one thing I noticed, bro. Like he was yeah. going at, like, he was a, he was a, mad a monster. Man. He was a an absolute monster. Like, he, yeah. he was going like, he was not shying away from it all. He was going yeah, right, at him. He that's was going thing, right at him.
1: That's and his thing for sure. That
0: first, um like the, that first, like this first two rounds, really, like it was just like, I, like I have it written down here back and forth. Like it was just like, yeah. he would do something and he would do something, you know, it was just Absolutely. like,
1: yeah.
0: like you said, like uh Cater was playing a little bit more defensive, you know, to mm-hmm. begin with. And yeah, they, they mentioned that on the broadcast a, a good bit, uh, and he's who I was mentioning. Like what Hardy he should kind of get like is the leg kicks. Yeah, he ke- yeah, he kept on yeah. uh, switching like stances to help him jump out.
1: That was cool. That's a testament to his stand up. Yeah, and his footwork and his and also his head movement. Man, he wasn't. I mean, he could have gotten hit with cleaner shots for sure. Uh-huh. And uh, if Stevens lands on anyone clean enough, he's putting him to sleep. And obviously, uh, Calvin Caters the same way. So
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I, he was like you said, he was he was probably one of the more fun guys to watch. I mean, Super we'll get to somebody impressive. later on, like a hundred percent, yeah, a couple yeah. guys. But I love like I don't know, I like the the box, like the punching aspect, like the kicks are cool mm-hmm. and all, but like yeah. and, 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 you know, it's cool when you kick somebody in the head or something, but like sure. those, those punches, you know, it's just like, uh, uh, it's I, can't, story. I can't do all the kicks, but maybe one day. Yeah, I maybe it it's I more realistic. Everyone's got yeah. a bunch of chance, right? That's, yeah, that's exactly. the thing. That's how it goes. Uh, I really liked it. It's been clean. You know, I've, uh, you know, recently watched some boxing movies and stuff. So I watched, um, here, we'll get into it later. I'll tell you about it. Sure, sure, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> so next, next up, uh, Ngannou versus Rosen, Rosenstruck
1: Rosenstruik. Rosenstreich.
0: So Oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah, about that. Uh, Francis
1: killed a guy. Yeah, yeah. it was. <laughs> God, he killed a guy on, on Saturday night.
0: The way, so was it like, it was a 30-second like, KO? I think it was
1: 20, yeah. 20-second 20 KO? 20 on the nose, yeah. He's got the Jeez. touch of death, dude. He's got the power of the gods, man. um I don't know what. So, basically, he has like a comic book story. Have you ever heard where he came no. from? No, no, let's hear it. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's from, I believe he's from the Cameroon. And so basically he grew up uh, just shoveling sand and like sand mines. And that's how he's just gotten, I mean, obviously he's got freakish genetics. I mean, yeah. he wouldn't be the size he is without, you know, obviously doing some pushups every now and then. Yeah, But um, but no, he just grew up shoveling sand mines, man. That's what he did. So it's like almost like some kind of comic book origin story. Yeah. Now he's got, you know, he just decided he wanted to start fighting, I think like six years ago. Not even that long ago, uh-huh. he started boxing, and then he gets into MMA, and now he's just knocking people senseless. It's absolutely insane. And I think that's, what, four first-round KOs in a row uh, for Francis now and over legitimate, legitimate top-flight competition. So you so, did you, you, you liked Rosenstreich? Uh, I do like him, um, but I thought it was a bit too much for him too early. Uh-huh. Um, and, and all due respect to Rosenstreich. Anyway, yeah,
0: he was in over his head.
1: The- sure, yeah, he was in over his head, and – the fact that this, the fact that there's a logjam at the top of the division between Daniel Cormier and Stepan um, that played into Jarzinho's favor because I don't think he would have gotten this fight had that not been the case. Okay. Um, because Francis needed a dance partner, and you know, lo and behold, uh, Jarzinho got what he wanted. But sometimes will it do a it, bit he'll get paid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and he'll learn from it. And he's a great kickboxer too. He's got uh-huh. he's got lots of lots of potential. Man, he's I mean, he's living you know up to it now. It's just Francis is an absolute assassin yeah. and there's nothing many people can do with that guy the way it
0: kind of all went down so like he charged at him it's just mm-hmm. like so one thing i kind of noticed about it so it reminds me of something like you would see in like i don't know like we were back in high school or something like two people sure, fighting, yeah. and you just see somebody start wailing you know just start nothing, swinging yeah. swinging shots now in that in that <laughs> yeah, moment 100%. it can either go really good or mm-hmm. I think it can go also the quite the contrary. It can go Absolutely. really bad because you're exposed Absolutely. during all that. So if Homewood, and he got cracked, yeah, yeah, if he would have if he would have got him just the right way, mm-hmm. it could have very well been been went the other way. Yeah, it could have been over. Yeah, like, there was nothing connected. technical about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. He just
0: connected on all those like flurry punches and. Uh, well, you want
1: to know the funny thing? He only landed one. He only. Like, oh no! It looked yeah, like he hit all, landed all of them. And so the funny thing was, Jarzinho landed, I believe, it was either a right or a left hook and an inside leg kick in the time that Francis threw, like, five or four, you know, wailing shots. But he landed that left hook once Jarzinho's back hits the cage. uh, Francis lands that left hook of absolute death and puts him down and then lands three or four more punches. It looked like he was hitting them on all of them. It did. It did. He must have been whipping
0: on a couple just – you know. I think he might like, have been, yeah, but Jesus. as
1: far as I know, he only landed with one good one, and that's all he needs. That's all he ever needs. Just bet on himself. Yeah, that's the scary part, man. Oh, God. Well, yeah,
0: that, that was that was cool, though. That, that was, you know, just one of those, like, I would hate to be, um, you know, like, since it was just a, such a stacked card, though, like, you know, fights like that can happen, it will be cool, but, like, you know, with a card like that, you don't want to see, like, all these short fights, but you know, yeah, you one don't. out yeah. of
1: them will probably be pretty, yeah. pretty good. I think we had a had a lot of both i think we had some quick finishes but we also had some really drawn out wars yeah
0: yeah um so the next one is uh cejudo versus cruz um some of the takeaways i kind of had here so Mm -hmm. cejudo wins with the tko right um obviously i think the biggest topic is um the early call by the ref but in his defense so like you know they've talked it through because even Mm -hmm. even um dana white he was like you know, I don't necessarily know if I agree with that, but then they go back and right. look, and literally the time that he's getting there is the same. Like it's, it's just like it was bang bang. Like as soon as yeah. he's getting there to call it, mm-hmm. so his crew's getting
1: up. So yeah, he's standing up exactly.
0: It, it, and he it, it, can't plan that kind of stuff, man. Like it just kind of happens. Yeah,
1: and and nobody's ever going to be a hundred percent happy and satisfied with ref stoppages. Um, uh-huh. it, sometimes they're too late. Sometimes they're too early. I feel really bad for these guys, but at the same time. Dominic Cruz has shown to be one of the best fighters to ever live, especially at 135, um, being a, you know, super long reigning champion, the, the organization's first ever Bantamweight champion. Um, uh-huh. And you got to give that guy some time. You got to get, and we've never really seen him in a ton of danger in his UFC career. I mean, Cody Garbrandt dropped him a couple times, um, but he was never in danger of being finished. I don't believe, not in any, any clear danger, but in yeah. this one, it was a little different. He got cracked by a guy who hits insanely hard, uh, but it was a clean knee. I think it was actually supposed to be a kick. If you watch the replay, he extends the rest of uh, his foot and his leg as if yeah. he were going to kick him, but the knee landed perfectly, and that's what it is. Boom. You know, and um, and he was going to stand up. And the, my thing is, there were two seconds left in a round. You know, it's yeah. a championship fight. You got to let him go. Let, it play let him play out. Yeah, go. yeah. And he was standing up, and and this might be a hot take, but I think most of the shots were whiffing. You know, not necessarily completely missing. Just kind of scraping him. His head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he was taking a ton of damage, honestly, man. And, um, you know, Dominic feels the same way. It's so hard to judge, man. I mean, these guys are here to look out for the fighters. There's there. only
0: one good judge, and it's that guy that line on the last match. Because that, uh, that, that's Dana White. Uh, Her, uh, Herb Dean. Yeah, they were they were yeah. talking oh, like, they were they dude. were saying some really good stuff about him. They were oh. like, Yeah, man, best best in the game. Like, Praise be to the
1: most high. You know, yeah. he's he's the best. He's the yeah. best. Yeah. Best
0: of the business. Um so, know, um, so um another thing I kind of noticed, so all right, so Cruz, uh, something about him I noticed distinctive of him. <laughs> um, the dude was always moving. Like he does these he weird moving and yeah. like mm-hmm. it's just it's not like uh, these other people Anything. yeah. It was yeah. weird. Um, so like, what do you call that? What What is that type of strategy called?
1: That's just been his thing, uh, forever. I mean, it's almost like if you watch, I mean, there are videos online of like old school boxing matches, but like parodies of them. Um, mm-hmm. there are like a few, uh, uh, old videos of, you know, just, they're supposed to be funny and like these old guys, you know, in this, uh, well, it's super old footage, not old guys, but you know, it's all like comic and they're, they have gloves on and one's doing a bunch of footwork, barely taps the guy on the nose and then runs around him, you know, like, yeah, it's almost yeah. like slapstick comedy. But this is how he actually fights. And he's made a career off of it. And he's been, um, I mean, you know, madly successful with it for the most part. Um, but I, I think uh, Henry Cejudo had a great idea in chopping his legs down. Um, and he's do – you, do you, did you see the quads on Henry Cejudo? He's hes a bowling – Yeah. Guy. He is a little powerhouse, man. He's five 5'4". Um, definitely cuts to make 135. I think he walks around probably like 165, 155, I want to say. Uh-huh. Um, but just insanely powerful all the fast twitch muscle in the world that you could ever And, and he
0: was like a former like wrestler and stuff right uh, yeah so, he's he's a yeah. gold medalist
1: olympic gold medalist man That's crazy it's, Yeah
0: And then uh um, I mean you can't go without saying this too but the, afterwards the retirement from him
1: Yeah thoughts it's thoughts on that it's just whether or not you believe it um I don't know he says he wants more money uh but he's also not sticking to that necessarily he says you know what if they're not going to pay me what they want to pay me or what I want them to pay me, then I want to go start a family and things like that. So basically, I, how I old just, is the dude? He's only thirty three. That's the that's the crazy thing. Yeah. But um, I mean, that's athletic prime if you're if you're an MMA fighter. Yeah. I mean, basically, anytime from like twenty eight, twenty seven to uh, thirty three, thirty four. I mean, that's basically he's still within that window, and he's at the top of his career. He looked amazing yeah. against one of the best of all time, and Jeez, finished man. him. So uh, it, it's it's a very questionable time to walk away if you're looking at it from a skill perspective. So there's mm-hmm. no, there's no indication that he's going downhill. It's just, maybe it's, it's time for him to walk away because he wants to. Um, I think we'll so. See. So he,
0: he legit straight up said, I need to make more money. If y'all want to keep me around.
1: I think, yeah, he's in, in a roundabout way. Yeah. He, he says, oh, wow. uh, it, it's been a bit of a money thing, but also it's because, you know, he wants to start a family and things like yeah. that. And he's okay. been, he's been doing this since he was a child, you know, in yeah. one way, shape or form. He claims to be, uh, triple c he's the best combat athlete of all time
0: uh-huh. you know
1: the the olympic gold medalist in wrestling the flyweight world champion the bantamweight world champion he's done a lot he's done it all honestly more than most and um oh, if you want if he wants to walk away great but he would have a, a very long career if he wanted to stay
0: yeah yeah uh, yeah but overall pretty good fight that one's one of the ones that lasted a bit like it wasn't like a yeah. very short yeah. one so that was that was pretty good uh, so then we get to the main, the main fight of the night, and it's Ferguson man. and Gaethje, right?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, So the, I'll let you lead this one off, man. Go ahead. Oh man.
1: Um, honestly, I don't, I don't know that I don't know that anyone saw it going this way. Um, I, I predicted that Justin Gaethje would win uh, by TKO just because I didn't think Tony could take the shots. Um, Tony Ferguson, he, he's been on a twelve fight winning streak. Uh-huh. Um, he's like we talked about uh, last time. He's, they said, he's, dude hasn't lost since twenty twelve. It's been a very long time. Exactly. And that's just, that's a testament to how good he is. Yeah. And just no one can, can stand with this guy in there. Um, and, and he'll Maul you on the ground too. That's the crazy thing. And um, yeah, man, but it's so unfortunate that his five scheduled fights with Habib have all fallen out. And then he gets this close, this close, takes another huge chance and comes up short. And now his, his chance, his, you know, his destiny date with, uh, with Habib is now off for the time being. Um, yeah. But man, he took some serious shots against Justin Gaethje. He ain't kidding. Uh, he's he's always kind of kept his chin up a little bit. He's been hittable, um, and with a guy like Justin Gaethje, you can't do that. Unfortunately, man. And, Maybe he should um, take some
0: notes from uh, Cruz
1: <laughs> how to move uh, around. So to right. day, uh, <laughs> head movement. That's just that's just never been his thing, dude. He's yeah. El he He melts guys. He's used to guys not being able to take his pressure. He, he, you know, has insane cardio. He'll never get tired. Like you'll, he's the energizer bunny. Basically. I could tell. He just kept coming yeah. back
0: for more. It's, Except it's, he wants to ridiculous.
1: murder people. Yeah. So yeah. it's.
0: Um. So one thing about this. So uh, this very well could have ended up the other way. We came very close oh,
1: to the total sure. opposite
0: happening. What Man, was it? the end of the second knockdown. round?
1: Yeah, the end of the second round the of knockdown. Count. Oh my god. Uh, and, and Justin Gaethje posted a picture of him. Yeah. Oh man. It, I think the, the back of his head touched his butt, you know what I mean? Oh. So it's crazy, man. It, it was like a, it was like rock em, sock em robots, you know? Yeah. Like you punch him in the right spot, the head goes jacked. Boy, but yeah, man. And, and I was worried because in the beginning of that third round, Tony came out like he was possessed. You know, I think he came hey, out look, and tried to look, Superman punch him like a zombie. or something. Yeah. Oh, that's just his thing, man. He smiles at you. He freaks you out. He's weird. He makes you doubt yourself. Yeah. He's a weird looking character. Yeah, exactly. He really is. And he's almost like unable to be finished with strikes or anything, you know, so you got to wonder how to get him out of there. And He kept um, on doing all all these like weird spins and stuff. Like he would do a weird spin. Like he was just a creepy dude. Yeah. He's, he's one of the weirdest fighters to ever do it, but he's also one of the most successful. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting. It's hard to find that balance and know where, how much is too much.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. like you said, very, very high pain talents. The dude just kept on Mm. taking them off the dome and just kept, kept staying with it. And it just kind of got kind of sad, like toward the end there. Like I was just like, bro, you know, like (laughs) remember when I talked to the last (laughs) podcast about Chuck Liddell, like, just go oh, yeah just the Just let it. And then, it's hard like to go said, in. Herb, yeah.
1: The Herb guy, the ref. Herb team. Coming in and, call, he's and calling it. Yeah, it, right it got weird. He started shaking his head a couple yeah. times. Tony did. And we're not used to seeing that from him. We've never uh, seen that from him. He's, he's always been one of the tough, the, the toughest guys in there. And to see Justin Gaethje do that to him was just so impressive. Um, but Gaethje was smart, man. It was the the smartest the cleanest, the crispest we've ever seen him be in a fight. Uh And um, What do you think think the game
0: plan was uh, to beat uh, Ferguson?
1: Probably just that, man. Um, Not gas yourself out because Tony's going to be there at the end of the fight if you do. You know, he's going to take advantage of every little thing. Um, Justin had to be clean. He had to be stingy with his punches. He had to uh, not get, you know, cracked with two punches just to land one, you know. And so he just had to land the harder shots because Tony's – He's not going to knock you out cold with one shot. He's going to – he's more of a uh, an accumulation guy. He's going mm-hmm. to, you know, land one and, and two and three there and four there, and he's going to eventually put you away yeah. after he wears on you. But Justin Gaethje is not that guy, which was impressive because we saw him be that guy. We saw him, you know, land these shots and calculate – you know which which risks to take when and when to land and when to draw back and when to defend and when to be offensive, and man, it was just a masterclass performance from, from Justin Gaethje aside yeah. from getting dropped. But if he if he doesn't get in any kind of danger, it's not really Justin Gaethje fighting. So
0: he he to be honest with you, a lot of similarities between him and Cater, in my opinion, like the punches and stuff. That's like, pretty fair. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like fair. they they were yeah. landing a lot of punches, shots, a lot of clean punches. shots. Yeah, yeah. That's what I kind of I kind of got from that. Like I was just like, yeah. Kinda and they even kind of like look like the same him. if
1: you think about yeah. it. <laughs> so like, yeah. I
0: don't know. I saw that. And then uh, last last thing I, I noticed, and this was after the fight, mm-hmm. uh, Gaethje goes over to be nice, you know, like you know, do the what you're supposed to do after a fight, you know, like shake yep. hands, be good. And Parkinson mm-hmm. just pushes him away, like get away from me, like that kind of thing. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, I, I never know what to read um, or what to take from that because it's hard to know if he's. Yeah, he like – He said
0: something to him. Genji said something like, um, "God, it was something that was kind of wise the way he said it. Like he was like, um,
1: if you act like that, you're out.
0: gonna get treated yeah. like no. They they repeated what he said. I can't remember what it was. Basically, basically he said something like, um, act like that and you're not gonna get respected mm-hmm. or something. It was wow. something like that. I must like, have missed that
1: part. I must yeah, have really missed it. Was, what it was right about.
0: after. It was yeah. It was directly after it. I want to say
1: after the stoppage
0: uh after yeah he pushed him away okay. like after they called the match yeah like he wow
1: yeah i mean tony was probably super frustrated i would he, imagine but he
0: he came back later and
1: yeah in yeah because yeah. i just saw him tap it up at the end yeah i saw yeah. him being pretty respectful but it was right after it happened they do you remember genji jumped on the
0: fence he about fell yeah. over and then yeah, he yeah. came back in and then he went over and he was screaming yeah. and it, i can't remember what happened but i was
1: probably standing up yelling not even looking at the tv yeah if i had to guess where i was to miss that yeah
0: but, um, but yeah, that's what I kind of noticed from it. Um, I'll, I'll probably – I'll end up texting you later on and let you know what it was. I'll, I'll Yeah, I'll, yeah, let uh, me know because I
1: I'd, I'd totally missed that, yeah. Figure
0: that one out. But, but yeah, so anything – any last takeaways from uh, this night before we get into Wednesday and Saturday?
1: Just an insane card, man. Um, the UFC was going for a home run, and, and in my mind, they hit one, dude. Yeah. With this first fight back in, in months since March. So they had that fight in Brazil, that fight card in Brazil with no audience. But this one was – a completely different level. Just uh-huh. as many stars as they could have put on that card, they put them on there. It was cool. And man, I think they've got the country's attention at this point.
0: Oh yeah, I think
1: wow. I, I I'm interested to know the numbers that they got. From Me too. This. Dana said they did really well on ESPN Plus. So he's saying lots of pay per view buys, which I would Honestly, be surprised. I wouldn't
0: mind. I mean, I know that the, you get more money from um, from having the fans in attendance and everything, but it's pretty cool right. actually hearing the punches and hearing the guys talk. Yeah, and it's like, pretty so. wild, isn't it? I like that. Like, yeah. It's just normal it's, day for them because that's how they spar and stuff. But one hundred percent, it probably, probably
1: yeah. If I had to guess, it would almost almost be more calming for them, you know, yeah. because they can hear the coaches. They don't have to deal with the booze. They don't have to yeah. deal with the, the chance for the other guy. You know, they said
0: that Ferguson uh, normally he feeds off the crowd, so it kind of effect, yeah. Like they think that that may have affected him in some
1: some. That'd be ways. an interesting take. Yeah, that would be interesting if that were the case. That's totally mm-hmm. possible. Sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: But uh, but yeah, so let's let's hop into Wednesday night. So uh, main fight being so the hi- highlight night uh, highlight fight of the night is Anthony Smith versus Glover Teixeira. But we'll work our way up to that. And I'm going to start with the the main cards so and not the prelims. And yep. the first one I got here is Marvin Vittori versus yep. Carl Roberson. Vittori being yes. the favorite
1: to win. Okay, that doesn't surprise me that he's the favorite. Um, okay. But Carl Roberson is a stud. They're both studs. Okay. Um, so Marvin Vittori has fought um, Israel Adesanya, so we both like him a lot, the middleweight yeah. champion. Yeah. Um, and he fought him to a split decision. Uh, so he's he's game. He's as game as they come, and he's getting a lot better. Um, uh-huh. I think he's a pretty young guy, too. I want to say he's only 25, 26. Yeah. Uh, but Robertson, man, he is no joke. He's got beautiful kickboxing and just also looks like a superhero. So he's in, always in great shape. It's going to be a fun one for sure. What kind of fight do you expect here? Is this
0: going to be like a knockout, submission, what do you think, man?
1: It's probably going to be, if I had to guess, man, I would say it's probably going to be a slobber knocker. You know, they're just going to go back and forth. So I these guys,
0: say, these guys are more of your, um, I don't know. They're going to go for the kill right away. Or? They're,
1: yeah. They're gamesmen for sure. They're going to, okay. they're going to be in to game for sure. Cool, and, uh, cool. I think there's going to be some tension in this one for sure.
0: All right. Next up, uh, Ricky Simon and Ray Borg, uh, yep. Simon being the favorite here.
1: Yeah. That. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me as well because, um, uh, Ricky Simone, he, he's been a Bantamweight for a long time, but Ray Borg is just now coming up from 125. And if I'm not mistaken, Ray Borg may have fought at Bantamweight in the past, but he's typically um, found himself fighting in the in the flyweight division. So and he's he's a super small guy, but he's got great wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. but it just makes me wonder if Ray Borg is going to be able to overcome that size difference because Ricky Simone also has great grappling in his in his own um, in his own case. So that'll be fun. It's gonna be very high energy. So sure. grapplers or are- is that what you got Uh thinking? For the most part. Uh, so, uh, so Ray Borg loves to grapple, but uh, I think Ricky Simone has kind of fallen in love with his hands recently. Okay. Uh, so he's got a lot of power. That one's going to be super high energy. So they're going to be super fast because Ray Borg is going to bring that flyweight energy, but also Ricky Simone is going to be, you know, you ain't coming up here to, to, to beat yeah. me in my way. So, feel free. So, so so as we're working through these, feel free to let us know
0: which one of these is your under the radar match. Or have you sure, already, yeah. Have, you already, have we already hit on one of them
1: or are we working on one of them? Marvin Vittori versus Roberson is definitely one of them, but we're about to get right into to get it. okay the money and match for me.
0: Also, and then also, I want you to let me know if you who's the next Gaethje, who's the next guy that's going to pull off a um, an underdog. You know, what I'm saying who's going to pull off? Okay, yeah, Alex yeah, sure.
1: Okay.
0: So yeah. next up, uh, Drew Dober and Alexander mm-hmm. Hernandez. Uh, Super Dober fun being, fight. Oh, Dober being the favorite here.
1: That oh man, that doesn't surprise me that he's the favorite. But if you wanna, if you want to take the dog. On, on any of these fights, I would probably take the dog on Alexander Hernandez. Okay. Yeah, he's a great one, dude. And this fight is so exciting to me. Uh, both of these guys are really big for the weight class. Both of these guys are very, very talented. Um, both are just super hard-nosed guys, so they're going to get in there and get after it. Um, Drew Dober, if I had to say that one person had the power advantage, I would probably give it to Drew Dober. But at the same time, Alexander Hernandez is just he, – he doesn't do many things poorly, if that makes okay. sense. Okay. Well so, all um, around. Yeah, he's, he's a well-rounded guy, but as is Drew Dober. Um, but, yeah, maybe maybe it will be Drew Dober's power in the end. But um, he's got a bit more experience, I think, than Alexander Hernandez does. Hernandez is still pretty green. Um, so, I, I can't be surprised that Drew Dober is the favorite. It, it's fairly likely that he'll win, obviously. But uh, if you want to take a dog on this one, I'd probably take Hernandez.
0: All right, all right. Yeah. So, uh, next one up in the heavyweight is – all right, so you're going to have to help me out with this. Ovid St. Prue.
1: Perfect, it? yeah. Nice. OSP, OSP. Ben, yeah. OSP and Ben Rothwell, uh, yeah. OSP being the favorite here. Yeah, and you want to know what's fun, man. He actually – I think, if I'm not mistaken, he played college football at the University of Tennessee. Oh, uh, wow. Of Gruden. Yeah. What yeah. about
0: he played? What uh, position?
1: I don't know what position he played, but I'm assuming it was one for a big guy because he's never Offensive been a line, small dude. Line, yeah, if you look at his legs, legs, dude, he is a thick boy. Yeah. And, man, he, he normally fights at 205, so he's going up to heavyweight for this one. Okay. Um. Yeah, so I'd, I'd, at think, here. I'd pick Saint Prue. Um, so yeah, Saint Prue he's he's known for um, modif- he's known for one in particular submission that he gets a ton, um, which is called the Von Flu choke. But it's funny because he's hit it's, it's yeah it's named after a guy I believe named Jason Von Flu, uh-huh. who kind of came up with the submission himself and landed it a few times. But Ovin Saint Prue has now landed that Von Flu choke more than Von Flu himself, so it should be called the OSP, and, and that's what I like to call it. Okay. Um, I don't know that Ben Rothwell has fought in, in a while, man, and he's he's kind of an unreliable uh, performer. He's a vet, so I wouldn't be surprised if he found a way to win. Uh, he's fought everywhere. He's fought everyone. But at the same time, I think Ovens is one of those guys. I think he's probably primed for a good one. I think he's primed for a good performance uh, on, on Wednesday.
0: Nice, nice. And then the main, the main matchup uh, right here in the light heavyweight, Anthony Smith versus—is it Glover or Glover to share? Yeah, Glover to Shara.
1: Yeah, I, I believe either way. What makes either. this?
0: What makes this the best fight?
1: Oh man. Um. So I guess uh, not to put everything in, in the scope of John Jones, but both of these, both of these guys have fought John Jones. Um. So it shows that they're a cream of the crop, right? They they both got title right. shots. Um. They That'd be good to play to go against him, right? Hundred percent, you do, and but there are levels, unfortunately. Um, so they both kind of came up pretty short against John Jones um, and Glover Teixeira. Well, okay. So the fun thing about this fight is that they're both very well rounded, uh, more so than probably anyone else on the card. Is uh, Glover Teixeira has a ton of knockout wins, but he also has I would probably argue just as many submission wins. I don't know the stats and the breakdown of his record, but uh, a guy that we mentioned earlier, Chuck Liddell, he used to train with Chuck. He was, you know, he's basically a product of Chuck Liddell and his, and his coach. Okay. Um, so he, he can knock with anybody. He, he can throw the hands for sure. And, um, but the thing is, Anthony Smith is smooth. It, one thing that I think about when I watch Anthony Smith fight is just smoothness. He, uh-huh. nothing, he doesn't have any fat on his technique. Everything's just right down the middle and everything on the ground. He, he does it with a purpose. He kind of floats on top of guys. Um, man, I don't know who's going to win it, if I had to guess, uh, I would say Anthony Smith. Who, who's the dog on that, this? That's, the that's
0: who the favorite is.
1: Smith is Okay, Smith that, Smith. that doesn't surprise me.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, no, man, you, could say, you could take a dog on this one, too, if you wanted. But I, I would say that Anthony Smith is probably most likely to win, uh, simply okay. because he's greener. Um, he's, he's the one that's been, um, most recently, uh, more impressive than Glover. But uh, you can never count Glover out, man. He hits hard. He's got great submissions. Um, but also his wrestling is good too. So it, it, it's a great fight. It's a great fight.
0: Nice, nice. So none of these, none of those really stuck out. So like how sure were you that Gaethje was going to beat Ferguson?
1: It was, oh man, um, I was pretty sure. I was pretty sure because because and he Tony was an underdog.
0: Gotten, it feels like everybody yeah, called was a that dog.
1: one. He was a dog, yeah. Um. Well, the thing was, man, the glaring uh, question of this fight was can Tony Ferguson take those shots from Gaethje? No one else has been able to, right? And as it proved, Tony was able to for longer than other people have been, uh-huh. but I think he was turning his brain to soup, you know? So he, it was getting a little bit of brain stew in there for sure. Yeah. And um, taking Three those days. shots after, after yeah, well, there you go, <laughs> there you go. You got the reference for sure. Yeah. and, and uh, But yeah, man, um, Tony's proven uh, to be kind of chinny in, in his fights in the past, so he's gotten dropped quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of led me to believe. He fights with his chin, and showed up in the air. He's got a weird style. Yeah, it's yeah. just I, I just thought that uh, Gaethje was the one to capitalize on that. All right, <laughs> so let's let's go into
0: uh, to Saturday nights. Uh, sure. I believe this is the main card. So it's Overeem in Maine, right? That's the main fight for that night.
1: Yeah, I believe it's Overeem and Wal Harris. Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh wait, I don't know. Oh, what am I looking at? Is it Oh, Raymond Harris? Yeah, I'm sitting here looking. Yeah, okay, my bad. All right, no, you're good, dude. So, uh, first, first fight we got here, Featherweight, uh, is uh, Song versus Vera. Uh, Song being the favorite here,
1: yeah, that's wild. Um, they must neither one of them must want to cut weight for this one, or either that's an error on Wikipedia because they're both 135ers, that's wild. Um, uh-huh. but they might just be fighting in a different weight class, that that has happened uh-huh. recently, apparently. Um, so. Okay. So Song Yadong is a very, um, he's a very promising prospect. So he hasn't been in the UFC for very long, I don't think, but he's got one huge KO that really put him on the radar. Um, but Marlon Vera, gosh, when, when you, you want to talk about like a Tony Ferguson type, somebody that's going to get in there and not stop coming at you and try to cut you, try to hurt you with whatever he can. And also, also leave the back door open for any kind of violent submission that he wants. Marlon Chito Vera is your dude for sure. Mm. So, um, I don't necessarily want to call him my dark horse in that division necessarily, but um, I do pick him to win. Is he a dog or is he a thing? He's a dog. I, I, yeah, I take that dog. I take that dog all day. Let's do it. Say Marlon Vera. Yeah. You heard it. You heard it here for him. Yeah, me. hey, man. He I does. like Cheeto. It might just be because I like him a lot. I'm trying not to be super partial, uh-huh. but uh, what I, I, I like what I've seen from, from Marlon Vera.
0: All right, all right. So let's go to uh, Jotko,
1: Jotko versus Andrews. Yep. Eric, Eric, your boy, Anders. I love his, his nickname, boy. man. He's your okay. boy. He's another college uh, football player. He used to play for Alabama. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah he played so. for all time. I think he was in the huge game versus Georgia. I think he uh, kind of uh, – that was a championship oh, quite a few gosh. years ago, right? I think it was – yeah. yeah. That's, that's, it was rainy and it was – I think it was that one. Uh-huh. I think he got a sack or something. Yeah,
0: no, like no, that. no. That, yeah, that was um, – that, mm-hmm. that was in 20 – that was in 2015
1: when, when Georgia like
0: – when Alabama played Georgia at Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good okay. yeah, that one to They beat
1: the crap out of yeah. them. I want to say Eric Anders was on that team. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. But, but yeah, in this fight, man, Eric Anders is one of those guys that's going to go in there and just try to knock your block off. Not much of a ground game to speak of uh, because he just doesn't lean on that. So if you want to talk about somebody that's going to come in with just terrible intentions to, to put you in a coma, Eric Anders is one of those guys. Holla mm-hmm. at your boy for sure. Yeah. Uh, but Jotko is super smooth, man. He's another American top team guy that, that's gotten better as time has gone on. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I would probably assume that Eric is going to be a bit too much for him. I think he's going to wear on him and land some power shots um, because Gosh. Jotko has – So you, got, a, you st- got another dog here. Oh, is he a dog? Yeah, and this is the I dog. Just, <clears throat> yeah, and he's, he's had some up and down performances uh, recently. He really has. But Jotko's not been – let me see Jotko's record recently. Uh, Because he's been good. He's had some great performances, but he's also come up short a few times in big fights. Yeah, so he's got recent uh, TKO losses to Uriah Hall and Brad Tavares. And then two wins over guys that aren't very notable. Um, So, yeah, I'm taking Eric Anders in that one. I think his power is made pretty much.
0: Somebody need to get a parlay going with that, man. Yeah, it. do it. Take the dogs. Got some good dogs in this one. All yeah. right, so let's uh, let's move on to featherweight here, um, Oof, and this is uh, oh, I've heard this. I've heard you t- say this guy name, Edson Barboza, yeah. and
1: that's uh, the you guy. Help,
0: help me out with this uh, Dan Ige, I believe
1: Dan Ige. Okay, yeah, that's that's a strange. He's got such a short name, but there's yeah, lots of syllables in there. Three-letter three. three um, yeah, it's strange. Uh, okay, first of all, this is Edson Barboza's first fight at one forty-five. He's normally a 155 fifty-fiver, um, and he's normally shredded as shredded can be at one fifty-five. So. Honestly, he's probably going to have to cut off a leg to make 145. I have no idea how he's going to do it, oh nor, do I, you know, nor am I super uh, optimistic about how he'll look once he actually cuts that weight. But maybe he knows something we don't. Um, but Dan Ige, uh, you want to talk about a Tasmanian devil. Uh, if, if there could be a human embodiment of the Tasmanian devil from the Looney Tunes, he's the guy. Mm. Um, I wonder if Edson's going to be a bit too big for him because Dan Ige is not that large of a guy, um, especially at 145. He's, he's one of the smaller ones. Uh, so he's he's five seven, so he's not tiny, but it's always looked to me that he's a smaller guy, at one forty five. But uh, yeah. maybe maybe that's just because he fights big guys uh, right. at one forty five. So um, what do you got here? My heart wants to go Edson because I love him uh, because I just love watching him fight. I love how dynamic he can be, um, and maybe maybe contrary to what you know my uh, my pessimism is telling me, he might look good at one forty five. He might it might be a new. Uh, good division for it. Might be a breath uh-huh. of fresh air for his career. But I, my mind is telling me Ige. Um, that might be a dog. Is he a dog? He or is, is, he is a dog.
0: Ige is a dog.
1: Ah oh, man. My heart's telling me Edson because I want him to win. But I think he's just got the odds stacked against him in this one, man. And Dan Ige, if I'm not mistaken, he's on quite the tear in oh, the UFC. Wow. Yeah, yeah, quite the tear. So he lost his first fight Ooh. in the actual UFC to Julio, uh, Julio Ars. Uh, but He's got wins recently in a lot of his fights and, you know, he's on a 5-5 five, five winning streak but he doesn't have super top flight competitions so um leave this one up in the air i don't know if, if you want to get my official take because uh it's a barboza he finds a way to win he's been in there against who knows you know uh, you, you name him he's been in there against them um Gaethje being one uh tony ferguson habib nurmagomedov he's, he's kevin lee he's been against them all uh-huh. uh, and ega's pretty green so like it's I said, my my mind is telling me Ege, but my heart's telling me Barbosa. So I don't know. Okay. All right. You, you can potentially win some dog money there. Though. Sounds like that one's up
0: up in the air a little bit more. Sure. Um, sure. So let's look at all right. So women's straw weight. and yes. uh, we got uh, Gadelha and yeah, Claudia Gadelia, yeah, and Angela Gidalia Hill and Hill. Okay. Yeah. What are we? What are the thoughts I, here?
1: Okay, so Claudia Gadelia has been. I don't want to say the heel of that division forever, but I don't want to. She's not necessarily been a bad guy or anything, or a bad girl, you know, because uh, we're I mean, trying to be inclusive, whatever. Yeah, he, <laughs> but he, uh, no, <laughs> That's right, because you never know. Yeah, yeah no, but um, yeah, Claudia Cadelia. Uh, she uh, she fought, I believe she fought Joanna uh, twice, and okay. super close fights, man. She she was always kind of her heel um, at the beginning of her UFC career. And Angela wow. Hill is still. She's she's looking good. But she came into the game pretty late, and honestly, she's still learning on the job. If you ask her, uh, she said that on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast not too long ago. So, um, but she's had some good performances lately, man. She might be on a stride, but um, I got to go with Cadelia on this. Yeah, one. That, that's the favorite. Um, okay. She's a vet. She's as well-rounded as just about any woman on the on, on the roster is. So i wow. would go with Cadelia.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the main main fight tonight oh, or yeah. that night is going to be Overeem and Harris in the heavyweight. Walt belt. Harris. Yeah.
1: Uh, man, shout out to wall Harris, man, because I don't know if you've heard about it, but his stepdaughter recently passed away.
0: Oh God! Um, yeah. She
1: was kidnapped. It was terrible. Oh. Um, in Alabama of all places, man. So it was close to home really. Um, so yeah, I think she was kidnapped and, and they just found, there was like a super long investigation and he had to pull out a fight because of it. Uh, man. So, uh, rest in peace, oh. obviously to his daughter, yeah. and, uh, you know, condolences for sure. And props to him for getting back in the cage, dude. Uh, I, I know a lot of people would, would not. Um, have anything to do with a cage fight if this had just happened to them but it really speaks to his character so yeah um uh Overeem uh there's nothing bad you can say about Overeem he's done everything in the world um he's fought literally everyone he's fought for the UFC title he's fought for titles everywhere Uh, also K1 kickboxing world champion um but man you want to talk about promise and potential you got to talk about Walt Harris in the heavyweight division um honestly is he a dog or is he a favorite he is the favorite Okay, that does – I was about to say, that would really surprise me if he was the dog. Um, mm-hmm. If he was the dog, yeah, you should take that bet all day. But I just think Harris is going to win. I think Overeem is getting a bit over the hill. Um, I don't want to, you know, count him out or anything, but uh, yeah. he's not taking he's not taking shots the way he used to. Uh, but he's always been kind of chinny, so it, it's just been getting that way for him. it has yeah. been going a little south, but uh, I think Walt Harris gets it done. Okay.
0: All right, and then uh, who, who was the one, the under-the-radar fight here uh, for this night that you were really Ooh. looking at? Um, on the main card,
1: let's see, under the radar fight. I had to guess,
0: Man. I'd say you're talking about the Anders and Jocko.
1: I would I mean, say so, definitely, him? yeah, definitely look out for that one because Eric Anders doesn't know how to be in a boring fight. Um, okay. and one of his fights against Thiago Santos at light heavyweight, he literally had to be like dragged, you know, so he wasn't going to mm. stop. He literally had to wait until his body shut down and he was dragged, you know, to Gosh. his stool. So, that, I mean, they call it the fight, obviously, because that's very unsafe. But yeah. it, just goes to show, it just goes to show the kind of guy he is, man. He's going to go in there until he can't go anymore. So, uh, I would kind of say Song Dong versus Marlon Vera, just because I like that fight a lot. Uh, okay. Dan Egan Marboza, but you want to talk about the potential for sheer violence, and you want to talk about the violence of, like, a Tony Ferguson-Justin Gaethje fight. Um, the fight on here that has the best chance of ending up like that is Eric Anders versus Christoph Joseph.
0: Okay. Kind of figured that. All right. You're just By the way, you had uh, talked about it earlier. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'll, I'll never miss an Eric Andrews fight. Never again. <laughs> he's he's yes. way too excited.
0: Yeah. All right. I'll have to check that out then. Um. So let's see here. So that wraps up uh, th- those fights. So yeah. uh, Jordan has given us plenty to look at, look forward to, and we've covered uh, this past weekend. So now um, we're going to do a little bit of uh, the movie talks. And yes, Jordan had recommended a movie to me.
1: And I'm going to yes. let you, I'm
0: going to let you talk about that though. I want, I want you to talk cause I'm going to bring up the one that I was going to. Sure. About.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So extraction on Netflix, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Um, now it's gotten some hate from, uh, not necessarily hate, but, uh, so it's gotten some flack for not being the most realistic war movie, uh, but from, from soldiers themselves. So like there was like a very famous Navy SEAL who kind of bagged on it. Um, uh, uh-huh. but you know, I'm not a Navy SEAL. I don't know what I'm looking at in that regard but what really drew me to this movie was what has drawn me to the UFC and to MMA for so long uh, was the, the fight scenes in this movie yeah. oh my gosh they were so realistic it's like every single throw i, I can could see it actually being done to someone in real life and actually being implemented just as it was in mm-hmm. the uh, in the movie man uh, chris hemsworth he did a great job with it yeah. i don't know that he does all of his stunts he might he might i think he actually has trained a bit of jiu-jitsu in the past wow. um, but just all around uh, a favorite you know of anyone you know he, he's a great action guy um, but yeah, even the punches in this, in this movie, uh, the fight scenes in general with weapons, without weapons, man, and the plot, I like the plot a lot, you know, yeah. um, I don't want to give anybody any spoiler alerts, but mm-hmm. it, the, the ending, you don't really see it coming. There's a resolution that's reached and it's, you know, as, it, as it climaxes, you're like, wow, that's not where I saw them taking this. Yeah. Um, and then there's an extra surprise at the end. Um, uh-huh. didn't you think so? Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was insane. I wanted yeah. to cry. I really wanted to cry. Um I wanted to cry when I saw the bad news. You know what uh-huh, I'm talking about. Uh-huh. And then I wanted to cry when I saw the good news. Yeah, there. Uh, but yeah, man. Just uh even if you don't watch, you know, MMA fighting. Even if you don't train, um the fight scenes just feel incredibly authentic to me. And, and Very, very
0: John, Wick-esque.
1: This very John Wick esque. Very yeah, John Wick. Yeah, some of these that's some that's fight guy. scenes were very John Wick esque. Yeah. And that's another guy who trains Jiu-Jitsu, man. Uh, John Wick, I think he or John Wick, uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he may as well be John Wick. Be
0: John Wick. Yeah, he may as well. Yeah, he may as well be him. I think. For man.
1: real. If I'm not mistaken, he recently got his blue belt, but he might still be a white belt. So cool. props to Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah, it, it
0: was it was
1: it was a good movie. I liked
0: it. It was very entertaining. Yeah. Um, very yeah, funny. like you said, it was it, like the entertainment with um, all the action and violence. Like it was, yeah. it was, it was pretty cool. I liked it. And they, uh, they didn't spark
1: any gore either, did they? No, I mean, the, yeah, it was with, it uh, was cool,
0: man. Shots, man. Was yeah, great. it was cool. Um, yeah. so yeah, you'll have to check it out. It's on Netflix, uh, Netflix mm-hmm. original. So definitely check that out. The one I'm gonna bring up, it's not necessarily a movie; it's more of a documentary. And um, okay. I've heard I've heard some great things about it, so figured I'd check it out. I had some free time mm-hmm. this past week, uh, and it's when we were kings. Uh, it's about uh, the George Foreman Muhammad Ali fight in oh, Africa. Okay. Yeah, so it takes you through wow. the buildup of it, and then when it okay. actually happened, it was pretty good. Um, now, don't get me wrong; like, there's still some stuff in there because you can tell it's like a '90s. Um, sure, it's yeah. a '90s okay. doc, so it's pretty. You know, it, it was good, um, especially for its time. Um, hmm. There's a really creepy lady that keeps popping back into the like. You'll, you'll, if you ever watch it, you'll see it. But okay. it's just Really creepy, but the the stories it's really cool to find out some of the backstories to this all. And you, you learn a lot about this fight. I didn't know much about it going in. Ali was a yeah, little sure. older going into this fight. Yeah. Uh, Foreman was young, up and comer, had a bunch okay. of power by his punches. Yeah. Um. And then you just kind of get the reactions from the people of that country, uh, what the mm-hmm. world was seeing. Uh, it, it was just in all the, all about like, the cool little backstories. So like there was a rumor that uh, some witch doctor in Africa had said that George Foreman was going to win because of, um a succubus. I don't know. It's like stuff I did. Oh, like wow. like some, wow. a lot of stuff. Yeah. And Adds
1: to the narrative though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, and then going into the fight, the strategies that were mm-hmm. taken, oh man, it's just it makes you get it, gain some respect. That um, sounds especially solid. Especially man. probably like the Yeah. The way he the way he worked that fight oh, out, man. man. It yeah. was cool. You have to check it out, honestly. It I gotta was, to watch it. What's
1: it on? Is it on Netflix or ESPN? Or? uh
0: no, it's on it's on one of those sites I told you about <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah I'll so, check it out then. Uh-huh, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go on a deep dive. And I'll, it's, I'll it's
0: good. Out. It's it's good. So, um, yeah, I definitely yeah. recommend it. Um, it covers like some, you know, like racial stuff and everything too. And it's so sure, yeah. definitely something that's still prevalent in our time and everything. Sure, so. man, yeah. Um, but yeah, overall I got to give it, you know, a solid rating there. It was, it was a good documentary, uh, well worth a, at least a watch, you know, so
1: great. Had yeah. to go with it. It's a good suggestion. And i since you watched my suggestion, I'll have to I'll oh, yeah. find yours and I'll, it I'll check too it out. Bad. Sure. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. It so sounds great. Sounds great. Definitely definitely had to bring that one up,
0: but, uh, but yeah. yeah, well, anything else you want to cover real quick? Anything you want to shout
1: out? Man, um, not off the top of my head. I'm just, uh, you know, kind of excited that maybe we're perhaps seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, um, man. Not having sports anymore, you know, and things like that. Um, so hopefully this is kind of some kind of semblance of, of, you know, what's to come, you know, some kind of a precursor to, life may be getting a little bit back to normal. I think it is. I really yeah. think it is. Things,
0: things are looking up. People are out and about. Yeah. May or may not necessarily be a great thing, but at least yeah. people are... There's only one way to find out, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so, seriously. So. You got
1: to see, see how this goes. Yeah, that's always been what sports have been about, you know, just bringing people together. And uh, I, I think they're going to... I think seeing them come back first is a good. Great, great
0: say. move by UFC, yeah. man. Oh, um, great move. Got to give great it to move. him. Gained a lot Absolutely. of attention through this, a lot of exposure. I mean, not that, you know, UFC was already something um, mm. that was, you know, it got pretty hot there for a little bit. I did think there yeah. was a little bit of a downtick. Not not sure, much, yeah. but there was a little bit, yeah. you know, like after McGregor, his prime, you know, all that if stuff. He has a hiatus. It yeah, did yeah. take a little bit. It's like bit. the stock market. It's, exactly. Yeah. It took, I think it took a little dip, but now mm. uh, you get – all of this it's, – it's just like um, that Jordan documentary going on right now mm-hmm. on ESPN. i got
1: to check that out too. Yeah. There's yeah.
0: nothing going on. So no mm-hmm. sports. Uh, yeah. I'm going to throw that on. That'll, that'll – Yeah, yeah that'll, absolutely. That'll my thirst. We yeah, need to you see, can see it. it. Yeah, we want it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely um, think you're right. I think this is a good thing. Um, so after these two fights, how many mm-hmm. – like, do we, do we have any more lined up? Uh, yeah, I
1: think there's one. Uh, there's a card coming uh, into uh, – it's, it's getting into shape. It's on May the 23rd, I believe. Okay. And that's the main event on that one uh, that they're targeting is Ty- – How are they
0: How are they lining these things up so quick and not giving people time to
1: – Well, see, I think the thing is um, a lot of people already had fights scheduled. Okay. So, Tyrone Woodley being one of them, um, and uh, Gilbert Burns is the guy that he's supposed to fight. Um, which is, weirdly enough, the guy who offered to step in to yeah. save the Uriah Hall fight uh, that we mentioned earlier. Props to Gilbert Burns. Uh, one of the, you know, he, He's a great jiu-jitsu guy. He competes in jiu-jitsu tournaments all the time, and then he turns around and fights the next weekend. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, so that's going to be a great one. Uh, I think they both had fights. Uh, Gilbert Burns just had one in March, and then Woodley was scheduled for one. So, I mean, they're, yeah. they're getting people that, are, that were already preparing.
0: Okay, well, good. Yeah. Um, one one last thing. Something just popped into my mind. Um, Sorry, sure, yeah. off you saying that. Did so? I, I thought that I heard Sehuto say something about. Um, I wasn't really happy that Crew showed up overweight to weigh in or something. Was that him that said that, or was it? No, so him? that was
1: uh, that was Calvin Cater and Jeremy. That was Cater. Cater. Okay, yeah, I knew. It, yeah. I knew it
0: was. I, I couldn't remember. I knew it wasn't Engano and uh, Rosenstreich. I knew it was. Yeah, no. <laughs> <doing>. hey, geez, <laughs> I don't so. know how
1: any of them could be any bigger. Uh, yeah, Cater.
0: Okay, so Kader said Steven showed up overweight. Yeah, yeah, he did.
1: Uh, I think it was—I uh, think it was a catch weight of 150, so he was about five pounds over. Sure. Um, which, I mean, uh, Stevens is a vet. I mean, so I, I don't know that he's ever really done that before. Maybe once or twice in the past. Uh, um, but I mean, if there's ever a time that you can understand it, I understand. Now, it. yeah, yeah, but I mean, everybody else made weight, so it's hard to—it's hard to place the blame, but it's also hard to yeah. a pass. But you know, just an unprofessional move, but a super professional guy outside of that.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, this was awesome. Glad I got to catch up with you. Glad we got to uh, talk about this. You've, you've op- already opened up my eyes to some of these other aspects. Man, I hope I can catch these, these next two. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, man. I hope you do. I hope everyone does, man. Give it a shot, man. If you haven't ever watched the UFC or MMA in general, now's a great time to watch it. Exactly. Um, yeah. I appreciate you having me back on, man. It, it was definitely, uh, definitely a great time to cover, cover a huge event. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to get you on today, man. It, it was, it was yeah, well man. worth it, but uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, you guys can uh, follow us. You can, you can listen to us on pod, or uh, Spotify or Apple podcast, and you can follow us on Twitter at the TGL podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, and uh, see you next time.